Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Project BCF. We are your best cousin friends, Sam and Chris. And this week, I got a new mic, so hopefully our <laughs> sound issues are resolved. And this week, we're going to have more unstructured talk time. We're going to do some fun this or that's, I think. Hopefully. <laughs> Chris seems prepared. <laughs> and we will be revisiting True Beauty because we finished the drama. So look forward to it. For this unstructured talk time, I thought I would ask Chris why she doesn't swear. Because I edit the podcast, so now I've picked up that I swear about a hundred times more than Chris. And I've always wondered why you don't swear. How do you live your life? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know how to answer this question. I don't know. I think I save it for times that I'm truly, truly angry or like need to get something across, maybe then I would. But I feel like if I use it more often, then it becomes less impactful. But I've known you for my whole life and I've never heard you swear anyways. I don't think you've ever made me really angry or like to the point where I felt argumentative and needed to get a point across. Maybe not, but I mean like, let's say you have a work horror story that happened to you. You don't swear. You're never like, man, my coworker was such a bitch. Like, you have not even ever said that. Yeah, I think the extent of that has been just like, oh, he's so freaking annoying. I don't know. Yeah, I just use like other words. Yeah, you just say, what a jerk or, yes. ugh, men. But you never, you never swear. I don't know. Um, I think I grew up and got scolded for doing it in the past. And then it just kind of stuck with me through the rest of adulthood. <laughs> you know, my mom, she gets mad if I go what the heck? She gets mad about that. She's like, don't say that. God is <laughs> listening. Well, she doesn't say that God is listening part, but that's clearly what she means. And if I'm like, oh my God, she'll be like, why would you say yeah, that? Yeah, my mom does the same. And I think it's been ingrained in me since I was really young that she just frowned upon it, that it just stuck with me throughout the rest of my life. Does your mom ever swear? No, nope, nope. And then if my dad does... And he really rarely does. He'll be like, what the hell? Or something like that. And she'll be like, he said the age word. And she like threw a little fit in the past. And I think when I was growing up, it was just like, oh, she really doesn't like that. And yeah, it just stuck with me. And there are other ways to convey what I mean. And so it doesn't feel super necessary. Does your sister swear? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Do you know? No, she doesn't. At least not with me. Never. Maybe the extent she would would be like, oh shit. And I think I would say that too. Like You've never if... said oh shit. When have you ever said oh shit? <laughs> I think that I just do it in cases of really intense arguments or when I'm really flustered or angry or confused. But like... And need to get a point across. Let's say... Okay, I've been in a lot of situations with you. So like, let's say even if a car suddenly cuts in front of you, you never swear at them. Like, I've never heard you swear, even in traffic, which is, like, the opportune time to swear, I would think. Because the other person can't even hear you or see you. It's like, I've never heard you say, oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I think it comes out as, like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and even that, I'm sure, is probably a little too much for your mom. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why. Because she'd be like, you can't say that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so it brainwashed me. <laughs> you're a good daughter 
Good job. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's correlated in any way. Just stuck with me, and so I just don't feel the need to do it to like say stuff like that. My parents generally don't swear because my mom is the same. Like she'll be like, "You can't say even." Oh my gosh, or what the heck? She'll get mad about that. Mm-hmm. But my parents really like to say shit. Like they just they use shit literally like. <laughs> the literal translation they're like look at that shit over there and it's like literally poop <laughs> you know <laughs> or like when yeah they're... i don't i don't think i use it as the literal sense either like if it's a literal sense i'll just be like that's poop yeah i don't know i don't know how you live your whole life without the sweet release of a swear i just need it i need it in my vocabulary i think that's my unstructured talk time question what's yours I thought maybe we could talk about the, and I wanted to, I think, just walk down memory lane or just like be nostalgic. (laughs) What was the first drama you've ever watched? And is it memorable enough for you to rewatch it now? I think I need to look up the name of the first Korean drama I ever watched. I think it's the, it might be called like, Oh My Girl with Lee Dong-wook and I forget that actress. Oh my gosh. I know what you're exactly talking about. I think it's called My Girl. Oh yeah, 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 My Girl. Do you remember that actress? What was her name? Her face is so clear in my head, but I cannot put a name. Ida Hei, I Yes, think? yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the first Korean drama I ever watched. That was introduced to me by my Korean friends in elementary school in probably grade five or six. And I just had a lot of Korean friends, so I got into the Korean culture pretty early. I don't know if I would rewatch it again, because I don't even really remember the plot. I just remember certain things about the drama. Like, I remember she wore pigtails a lot, so I'd probably be like, (laughs) that's dated if I watched it again. (laughs) But yeah, I, I really don't remember the plot, but I just remember the vibe, because it was like, the character was quirky, colorful, a little bit carefree. And I think it was one where the guy was like the serious type. Mm-hmm. But that's all I really remember about it. So I don't know. But it obviously spawned into three decades worth of <laughs> of watching Asian stuff. So in a way, I'm grateful I had those friends who introduced me to that kind of stuff. How about you? Yeah, I think... There's two. I think I was first introduced to what it looked like because Ama Mm -hmm. was watching a dubbed, Chinese dubbed version of a Korean drama on TV. So I think they still do that. Was that Full House? I think it was Autumn uh, Story. Autumn Fairy Tale? Autumn, what is it called? Autumn. Autumn's Tale, no? Autumn's Tale. But it's the one with Song Yeo and that dude. And Wanbin. Wanbin. Because I, and that was like the introduction to Wanbin for everybody mm-hmm. and how great he was, even though that his character was like a nut job. That was the first one that I saw. I think it was only like one or two episodes though, but they were really melodramatic. All I remember is like she was dying and then she was crying and they were all crying and he was like, I'm in love with my sister. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the very, very first introduction. And then I think. At that point, I started looking it up, and I think back then, there was... WMVs were, like, the file name of choice. There was no such thing as streaming. 
fan subs were like the only way you could find videos and subbed videos. So I just remember downloading it, Stairway to Heaven. I think that was the oh. very first drama that I've ever seen from beginning to end. You chose very melodramatic beginner Dude, dramas. <laughs> what other dramas? I guess, uh, I guess My Girl is not very melodramatic. See. <laughs> but at the time, there was a lot of melodramatic dramas then. Yeah. And maybe this is why I have a soft spot for Park because she was in that drama. <laughs> I know you Which hate one? her. Which one? I don't hate her. I just think she does too much blinking acting. I just <laughs> hate the amount of blinks. And uh, Okay, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, she, her acting, her blinking is way less than like Kristen Stewart in Twilight. Okay, so that's my standard. That's not a good benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> so they had like a kid version of the main characters for a good first 10 episodes, I think. And she plays the female lead's kid version she's basically like the cinderella yeah her stepmom and her stepsister hate her because she's pretty and she is like the first love of the male lead and so yeah a lot of crying but i thought it was really good like and she was very very young so i thought she played the part well but the story was just like towards the end it was just like, what the heck if you've never seen it the end of the story is her stepbrother is in love with her they find out that she has eye cancer or something. And so Typical. he decides to walk in the middle of the road and get hit by like a car or something so that he can give his eyes to her. <laughs> uh, this is typical. <laughs> yeah, that was the norm back then, though. So it was a lot of like, I'm in love with my own family member, which makes mm -hmm. me question weird stuff. I think it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why for so long it captivated a nation plus others of people. <laughs> Everyone was just like, hell yeah. And also the plot point of getting sick, having cancer, and then someone donating a vital organ to you was like the most romantic gesture that a person could do in Korean <laughs> drama cinema. <laughs> yep, it was. I think it's still kind of a thing, though. It hasn't been totally phased out. Like, if you watch some of the dramas nowadays, they still kind of go that way towards the end. Do they really? I guess I just don't particularly watch melodramas because I get really tired of them. I can't True. sit through a whole thing and just be like, okay, this sad thing happened. Now this sad thing happened. Now no one has eyes. Now, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it's too much. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch that genre. I don't do that either now. But at the time, it was really very, very, very popular. But yeah, very iconic, I think, because that drama, they filmed, it's like a beach and then a house on the beach. And after that drama came out, people would like visit there because it turned into an iconic spot. I guess. It got so confusing. I don't care for the sibling plot. I was going to say probably the second one that I watched was Tree of Heaven, which was also oh Park And she also, I think she also is dying in that one. I can't remember. How did you <laughs> muscle your way through this? Like, imagine being a teenager when you're watching these things and just being like, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. Uh, I, okay, I, I think I was pretty emo. So maybe that's why. And I think you can attest to this because I was always like unhappy. Stank face. 
And, and, and at the time, I think a lot of sad dramas was popular. Yeah. So I think the first, yeah, I think I, I want to say the first real Japanese drama I've watched was One Liter of Tears. Ooh, so sad. <laughs> so sad and so emo. <laughs> exactly. And I watched that when I was 17, 16 or 17. And I just remember like crying a liter of tears. Were you that old? How old was I when... Okay, I guess maybe, yeah, I watched it when I was 15 then, which makes It was sense. high school, yeah, for me, which maybe was middle school or junior high for you? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. You r- clearly like that genre, and <laughs> and it made you just go down the path, like, I think. But now you don't watch melodramas very often, right? No, and you know, I really, really attribute it to that I was an emo teenager and as I grew up it was just like I became a little bit more realistic about things and I was like I don't need any more crying in my life when my (laughs) when like my life is not great already so like I'd rather watch happy things now and so like it eventually just turned into rom-coms only (laughs) yeah now you'll watch anything rom-com related Mm mm-hmm yeah which is why I'm kind of okay with the Chinese drama, dub Chinese drama train. Because they have so many now. I don't know. No comment. <laughs> we know my feelings. No comment. I don't know. I do find like Chinese dramas, the romance is kind of odd to me. Okay, I am not the best judge of this whole entertainment industry because I don't really watch very many. But even the romance in the new Meteor Garden... I don't know, whatever, Mm -hmm. Boys Over Flowers, Chinese version. I didn't think it was very romantic. I didn't feel like, oh, wow, the main guy (laughs) is so cool. I just was like, what is happening? I was so confused. I don't know, maybe I just don't understand that brand of romance yet because I just am not exposed to it. So I'm just kind of like, okay, what's happening? I have no idea. I honestly think you need to watch more and not maybe not that genre because i agree that it was too long one and two it was the main female character she was really really rookie actress at that time so actually they were all rookie actors and actresses so it was just really hard to see the chemistry and the acting was just a little bit off but i will say there are other ones out there that are much better and that's why i've kind of hopped on that train because it's just more interesting and the chemistry is better if actors are a little bit older I will say out of Chinese entertainment, I do like Chinese movies, though. Okay, this is obviously a departure from everything we talk about, but historical Chinese dramas are really good movies. Which one are you thinking about? (laughs) I even watched this movie called Shadow. I don't know if you ever watched that one. It's like a really cool shot Chinese movie, and it's the topic is not like romance or anything like that, but it's about a guy who basically becomes... He's like poor, but then he gets trained by this rich general and he has to act like his puppet, almost like his stand-in. This general is actually very sick, so he makes this guy assume his identity in public. It's a really crazy movie, but it's really well done. And I I like like Three Kingdom movies, probably just because I like Dynasty Warriors. Shout out to my back. child. Yeah, shout out to our childhood. Throw back. We would always play it with Dynasty our other cousins. Yeah, it was good, good times. And I like the story of the Three Kingdoms. Like it's an interesting story, and it's cool that the myth of it still is 
with Chinese people all over the world now. They're still pumping out content about it because, I don't know, Chinese people love it. <laughs> so True. I feel like the last Chinese movie I watched was with you, and it was the one about the Monkey King, I think. Is oh, it? yeah. The Sun Wukong, the Journey yeah, to the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that the first one, I don't know, they've made so many that I can't really tell like whether there's an original or not. It's not the original. Well, I don't think there is an original. I think you have to go back to like the opera. I think the like Chinese opera <laughs> is the original Sun Wukong story. <laughs> but it's like um, yeah. the one where Stephen Chow was the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's her name? Shu Chi? Shu Chi? Is that her name? I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. She's the main I think girl so. I forgot already, but I thought it was really well done. It like, was good, yeah. And then I think there are new ones out too. And then after that came out, I was like, oh, I didn't know about the Monkey King before. And then they made a Korean drama with Yi Seung Gi about the Monkey King. And I was like, oh, it's not that great. But he is a really good Monkey King. That's all. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Learning about Sun Wukong from a Korean drama when you're Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can stomach Chinese movies a little bit more. They pare it down, whereas like some Chinese dramas, you know, their episode run list is too long and they just spend too much time doing shit I don't want to know or care about. <laughs> just like this, just I need it to be shorter. So I, I do like movies more. I think on our watch, the next on our watch list, I'm going to force you to watch this, uh, like, fantasy Chinese drama. <laughs> what, what's it called? It's called Love and Redemption. It's been 2020's breakout Chinese drama. I think it was, like, 50 episodes or something, but it was so good. Did you just say 50? <laughs> yeah. I will say the historical costume period fantasy type dramas Oh, they can, like, expand the episodes so much better than modern day. Like, it's really hard for me to find a good Chinese drama that's modern day that is more than 30 episodes. It's just, like, too much. There's nothing to watch. I also want to say, I think there have been regulations put on dramas recently that force them to not be past, like, 50 episodes. Why? I don't know. I think everyone realized the story really sucks past 30. I mean, true. <laughs> true. It does. Yeah. Usually it really sucks. I have to like fast forward. But yeah, so they, they kind of cut down on that. So I think moving forward in the next year or so, there's going to be way less episodes per drama. And there's kind of like a BL boom in like China drama land. So interesting considering <laughs> how against BL China is. Right? <laughs> And it all started with that drama where the, you know, NPR did. A, yeah. <laughs> this is like the geekiest thing, but NPR did a podcast mm -hmm. episode on it. And that was the start of the BL boom. Yeah, I think so. It launched both of those two actors to like superstardom. And so that kind of started it all. And I think everyone was like, oh, we'll just take all these BL stories and turn them into dramas. But then like, make it a twist so they're not really BL, but it kind of is. It's just... They're queer baiting. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do it, then, like, follow the story. Because in the stories, they're a little bit more like, oh, this is a BL story. I think in the drama, they're just going to be like, oh, it's not really like that. They're just, like, soulmates in a platonic way. <laughs> All right. The politics of it are a lot. 
but I tried to watch the actual Chinese anime for that drama. It's like Tian something. I don't know. It's the only character I can read out of the whole <laughs> <laughs> So Tian something. <laughs> but it was okay. I haven't got to the part where it's like super BL yet. So I was just like, actually, no, I did. I just got to it where he meets, oh, I don't know if you watched the drama, but he meets like the devil king and it's like his lover. He's dressed as a woman when he first meets him in the anime. Like he's dressed because he's like a supernatural god and he has to go stop some weird curse from happening. And so he dresses up like a woman because this curse is trying to capture women who are getting married or something like that. And then so he Mm -hmm. meets his BL lover as a woman and then you can clearly tell there's so much sexual tension like how is this not obvious to the <laughs> officials in china that this right? is hella bl yeah okay honestly i think i really am gonna force you to watch love and redemption because <laughs> it kind of is sort of like that too 50 eps bro i probably I know i probably <laughs> do four <laughs> pick the four best episodes and i'll watch it was so good okay i'll i'll shut up about it but yeah it was probably the best chinese drama i've ever watched this or that's i came with mediocre ones this week again (laughs) again (laughs) yeah Slytherin or Gryffindor? Which one am I? It doesn't matter. You can interpret this question however you want. <laughs> That's so weird. What a weird question. You should narrow it down. Uh, I choose Slytherin. Why? Because I am a Slytherin. What? <laughs> I am a Slytherin. Who says? Every single test I've ever taken. Like, I even took the Pottermore one, and it was, like, Slytherin. So, I think I am. According to J.K. Rowling, I am. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of boring, and I find Gryffindor people, they're, like, fun to cheer for in a movie, but I'm sure I'd get real sick of it every day if they're like, let's rush into this battle. I'm gonna defend the blah blah blah. I'd just be like, bro, chill. We don't need you to save us. Like, they kind of push their morals on everyone all the time, and it's like, bleh. I don't need that in my real life, you know? It's true. Just I think we're- leave me alone. <laughs> I think when I took the Pottermore test, I think I came out as like Hufflepuff. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Ooh, burn. I d- I, okay. What is like the stigma around Hufflepuff? That they're plain Janes, I guess. <laughs> they're a little boring. <laughs> I'm not calling you boring, but I mean, you yourself said you <laughs> tested us. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, for this. I'm sorry. For Okay. Well, Hufflepuff is not part of this this or that, so, you know, I can't choose it anyways, even though Pottermore says I am a Hufflepuff. I think realistically, I'm probably a Gryffindor, but secretly, I probably want to date someone in Slytherin. <laughs> what? Why would you think you're a Gryffindor? I'm not, like, mischievous. I'm not, like, super witty or, like, I don't torture people <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't torture anyone just to put that on record. You know, like I'm not, I don't walk on the bad side. Slytherin has just a rep for like being bad. Yeah. Like you don't really like to break rules. Yeah. 
I like to break small rules. If I see something that's like certain signage that's like, don't do this, I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. If I go for a walk, I have to jaywalk at least once. <laughs> Otherwise, my walk feels really boring. <laughs> so I think Slytherin people are interesting, though. Like they're probably fun runner. And that's why I'd be fine dating someone or like, you know, like hanging out with that crowd. But I don't know if I would be in that crowd. You know what I'm saying? So you just want a bad boy boyfriend a little. <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry you're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I was just kidding. I don't think they're that bad, honestly. But maybe it's because Pottermore like put me in that category that I feel entitled to defend it. Were you happy though when you got Hufflepuff? Were you like, yeah, this feels right? Or were you a little sad? <laughs> I was a little sad, but oh. I was kind of like, oh, kind of makes sense. <laughs> I think, you know, in a regular population, most people are going to end up being Hufflepuff. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Should I do mine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who would you rather write you a breakup song? Olivia, uh, Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift? Wait, is the breakup song about me? Or... Yeah, so like, let's say you're friends with them in some parallel universe and they would write a breakup song about your breakup for you. Mm. I feel like I would choose Taylor Swift. And maybe I will change my answer like a year from now because I just think that Taylor Swift has more experience doing that. And then Olivia Rodrigo, it just seems very her experiences right now, like her own. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think she's gotten to the point where it's she's that experience in doing that but I do really really like her songs so far yeah well I mean she's only really put out two of her own written songs right or has she done more she's done three I think of her like very very own Hmm. I think I'm gonna choose Olivia Rodrigo I mean I know Taylor Swift is like the OG but Mm -hmm. I really even though I don't really connect with Olivia I think her sound is a little more new, a little more edgy. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like her songwriting is a little more complex, like no shade to Taylor, but it's <laughs> it's like, yeah, Olivia just has a little more edge in her songs, and I think I would want my breakup to sound like that. I can totally see that. It's a little bit more trendy and like updated, and it feels a little bit more indie. Yeah. Um. And then Taylor's is more like, well, if we're going the route of what she's released in the past year, it's been a little more folk and I want to say depressing and a little bit more mellow and sad. (laughs) I mean, like, which kind of fits into the theme of like what your breakup would be. But I kind of miss the songs that she used to do, which were like from the Fearless album or even before that, her first country album. I think they were very like story based, which made me feel like I was there. Yeah. Yeah, like you want a breakup anthem. Yeah, yeah. You miss breakup anthems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I picked Taylor for the earlier stuff she did, but if we're going in the route that she's currently at, which is like folk, mellow folk, I would say never mind. (laughs) Oh, never mind. I'll just contract out Olivia. Why do you accuse him (laughs) Olivia? Damn it. Yeah, what the heck? I just really want her to be named Olivia, I guess. (laughs) 
Okay, your turn. Okay, my next one is which K drama leading lady would you rather be? Pakshane or Susie? Susie. <laughs> what? You're being her. Okay, you're not like criticizing her. And you have to think about all the actors that they've worked with. They've worked with like pretty much the same actors at this point. It's like pretty much tied. Except Hyunbin, I guess, hasn't worked with Susie. Mm-hmm. So Susie. <laughs> I think I still choose Susie. <laughs> because her... Oh, really? I just don't want to be Park Shin-hye. Is that mean? <laughs> I just don't want to be Why? Her. Yeah, that's so mean. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, do you have like a reason? Are you choosing based off of the works they've done or like the way they act or the way they look? I think it's the way they act. Well, I mean, obviously both are super good. Like I've never said Park shin doesn't look good. I think Susie has better skills. Shade to Park shin I guess. Shade, yeah. I mean, I like certain things Park Shin has done. Like, I thought she was good in Miracle in Cell Number Seven, and that's mm-hmm. and that's when her eye acting can really pay off because she needs to like emote the past. Oh my god! <laughs> but if I'm talking about a general drama or stuff that I've seen her in before, I think I think Susie is a better actor and like slightly more believable for me. Even during While You Were Sleeping, I was like. All right, like Susie is keeping up. She's not slacking. I didn't think she was a bad actress, even though there's a lot of supernatural, I guess, stuff that's happening. I wasn't like, well, Susie's acting weird. Like, I was just like, okay, yeah, I can see, like, her acting is fine. So, Susie can also sing and dance. Let's remember. She came from Miss A. No one remembers that. What happened to the <laughs> other three members? Where'd they go? But. China. Did they really? <laughs> uh, two of them did, yeah. Just forever? Back to China? Forever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So Susie has like other skills, which I don't know if Park has. I think she does. Like she has danced before and she was in a drama that was singing. You remember the, oh my God, what is that called? The one about the singing. It's almost the guy who's, who she dresses up as a man and, jo- and joins a band and do you remember which one i'm talking about she oh, dresses yeah, yeah. up as a man she joins a band and then two of the guys fall in love with her and one of them finds out she's a woman oh yeah yeah i think and i did try to I watch some like of that, that because we love that genre <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying in that one and she also sang in another one so she can sing like i'm not saying she can't but i agree that Susie's voice is more nicer she came from the k-pop idol world anyways so i can totally see her being better at it mm-hmm. but i i will say i think pakshini has had a longer career and so i just feel like she's more seasoned and she's able to stretch her acting chops a little bit better than Susie at this point and she ought to work with Hyunbin. <laughs> That's really the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I think you have a soft spot for her. I mean, you just admitted it in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> you have a soft spot for her because you saw her act when she was mm-hmm. an emo teen and you were an emo teen. So it bonds you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. She was really good in that. So yeah, I have a soft spot for her. 
but I think she's just gotten better with time. Okay, I don't like the fact that she has a cleft chin, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> That's kind of... Huh. But I think she's, like, pretty regardless. And so I'd rather be her. Okay. Actually, if I were to be in real life, I would probably choose Susie because she got to date Yimento and Yidongu. What? She dated Lee Dong-wook? I didn't even know that. (laughs) She did. Yeah, they were, right? They were dating for a little bit. For real? I'm going to look this up right now. (laughs) I did not know that literally at all. Is that real? Yeah, they were together for a little bit. Isn't he a lot older than her? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were together in 2018. So she got to actually, like, date these people, and then Pachine, she's... I don't know, she's dating just uh, some other actor who's, like, not as high-profile as Yimin Ho and Lee Dong. How did I not know she was dating Lee Dong? <laughs> I'm, like, literally stunned by this. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, they were together. See? Okay, point for Susie. All right, you can go to the next one. Okay, so I guess this ties into a question you asked earlier. But what world do you think is more appealing to live in? The Harry Potter world or the Marvel universe? Which Marvel universe? Okay, I have to preface this also with saying I don't know <laughs> that much about the Marvel universe. True, true, true. <laughs> well, like, they're all one universe. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of the things are connected, essentially. Or eventually will become connected. Wait, are we comparing how bad they are? Because one is, like, the blip and the other one is, like, Voldemort? Like, it's the whole package. Do you know what I mean? So, like, who knows if you end up being a muggle or a wizard? And who knows if you end up just dying in Sokovia or Wanda saves you. It's just which world is better for you to live in. I think I would... I think I would choose Harry Potter world. Why? I don't know. At least I get to be British. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, so that's a fair point. Yeah, you could be... You'd at least have an English accent. (laughs) Exactly. Whereas, like, the Marvel universe is still seems very American, or, like, I have to be Sokovian, so, which is not a real country. You don't have to be Sokovian. I'm it, just saying, like, you would live in a world where the Avengers could be battling an alien, but in the other world, you know, Voldemort would flash his death mark, <laughs> so it's like, which one? Are you frozen? I guess oh. I'll still choose Harry Potter. No, no, no. I'm still thinking about it. I would still choose Harry Potter. The idea of living in a world of magic is interesting. I could be a muggle, but still know about yeah. it. You know, like how like Hermione's parents are mm-hmm. muggles. But if I'm just a regular person in the Marvel universe, then I'm just like, okay, they're, the, they're those superheroes go again. <laughs> yeah, and we all know how you <laughs> feel about that. You're just like, they cause more damage Yeah, they just, like, mess up the city and probably cost the world a lot of money and damages. Mm -hmm. Which I think with wizards, they probably do the same, but they can fix it easier. Yeah, they can just do the whatever. They can cast Mm -hmm. a spell and it can go back to the way it was, kind of. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yep. Have you been watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Mm -hmm. Should I? I think first ep is not that interesting, but second and third ep were pretty interesting. But in the third ep, they introduced this place called Madripoor. And I literally had to Google it. I was like, is that a real place? But it's not. It's only in the Marvel Universe. And they place it in Southeast Asia. They place it in like, I guess 
it would be somewhere close to Singapore or something like that. And I was like, Madripoor sounds pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be like, it's like they describe it as kind of, I don't know if I like that press for Southeast Asia, but they describe it as like a no laws type of place. It's like a shady place. So I don't know if I really like that image for Southeast Asians, but you know, I thought that place was pretty cool in the thing. But I think I would choose, I think Voldemort is too scary for me almost. Yeah, like the whole Death Eater, like, cult. I'm just like, "Mm." Yeah, it's really scary to have to deal with that. I think the whole idea of these weirdos roaming the streets and they all have this call to just disrupt anything and make chaos and just kill everything is kind of weird. Not kind of weird, but obviously really weird. And then our savior is a 16-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like... <laughs> true, true. I'm like, oh, if you're just like a regular wizard, you're like, I have to believe in this 16 year old boy. Exactly. Whereas, like, he's 16. Exactly. Whereas, like, okay, Captain America, you know, he's got some good marketing around him. I think he can do it. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Or, like, Iron Man, you know, I'm like, okay, he's a full grown man. Like, yeah, he could probably do something, and clearly he has the technology to make it happen but if i'm living during the time of voldemort and i see our hero supposed to be harry potter i'd just be like fuck it we're screwed like what are we supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) it's true like he doesn't even know how to do anything yeah hermione needs to do it as a baby yeah Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, i can see that yeah so i choose mcu because at least the heroes like i would feel more at ease i'd be like okay the Hulk can turn into a giant big green thing. Like, I get it. Like, I know I know his strength. But Harry? I just don't want to be collateral damage when the Hulk goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But at least Harry's not going to, like, accidentally kill someone. Wait, does he ever accidentally kill someone? But people accidentally no. die for him all the time. Yeah, but they want to, <laughs> almost. Yeah, they want to, but... I mean, no one wants to. <laughs> It just happens. Yeah, that's true. They're just Cedric didn't want to, but he did. Yeah. You know, he just was like, boom, dead. And then you're like, oh, God. (laughs) I'd rather be Cedric, though, than collateral damage for, like, someone the Hulk accidentally hits when he's, like, in his little rage thing. That's true. All right. That was a good discussion. Should Should I do one more and then that's it? Yep. Okay. The last one I have is... Who would you rather have as your boyfriend? Edward Cullen or Theo James's character from Divergent? I literally have never seen Divergent. How am I supposed to do this? Okay, but you know what Theo James looks like, right? Yeah, but I don't know what's his attitude like. Like the only thing I, only Divergent stuff I've ever watched is that time we're at the hotel and it was playing on cable TV. And I was like, what is this? And you were like, let's watch this. And I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening here. (laughs) All I know is he has like a bunch of tattoos, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll give you the lowdown on his character. Yeah. He's kind of a a tortured, he's kind of a tortured soul type character. But he leaves his faction to go to like another faction to become stronger. He's like a strong character, but inside he's like kind of hurt and like tortured. But for the most part, he's reliable and strong. 
Okay, I think I choose Theo James in Divergent purely because I don't want to do it with Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? We all saw what he could do. He could just destroy you with that peen. (laughs) Are you referring to the bed scene in like the fourth movie? Yeah, when he just goes buck wild and we're all like, what? (laughs) (laughs) While you were Um, describing Theo James, I was like, so he has no other weirdness. Like, does he have any other flaws? Yeah, because Edward has so many weird things that you'd have to put up with. Unless you're also a vampire. Like what? He'd always be like, the sun. And then he'd be like, no one can see me sparkle. Whereas, like, Theo James, he could go in the sun. (laughs) We could go to Hawaii. Like, it'd be fine. (laughs) And, like, Edward has, like, yeah. Once Edward gets a whiff of something bad, he'll be, like, doing that weird grimace face. (laughs) Like, they're really, like, I'm going to vomit face. Yeah, and that'd just be so embarrassing if I were dating him. Like, let's say we're just at a restaurant or something. <laughs> and so, like, you know, there's so many things I'd have to adjust in my life to date Edward for so little pros. What's a pro that he can run really fast and just like jump? Yeah, like like he's supernatural in that sense. Oh, I guess that he can live forever. Yeah, but I wouldn't live forever unless he turned me into a vampire. Yeah, he can do that. Like, would you? I but guess- then I have to do the whole thing. We're holding. It just seems really troublesome to just make up. (laughs) (laughs) Troublesome. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I can see why it might be troublesome. No, like even the transformation process, remember, they're like, Bella, you could really just die from this, right? No, I think it's just painful, like burning sensation. And then it was just like amplified because she was pregnant. Yeah. So I don't know. It just seems like too much of work. I'd rather just be with my regular tattooed human, go to Hawaii, eat something weird. (laughs) He wouldn't destroy me with his peen. Like, it's fine. I'd be okay. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay, who would you choose? I think the the answer is obvious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want Edward to destroy me with his peen either. <laughs> yeah, like that's true, such a big true. pro to Theo James. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gotta say, I also think Theo James has a better physical build. And like the paleness on Edward is kind of a turnoff. Yeah, how it's done in the movie is a little too like, they put white paint on him and then threw some glitter in and they just mixed it and they were like, okay, you're done. Out of the makeup chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and Thea James looks like more healthy and tan in the movies. Even though he's not superhuman, he's like a good protector. He's always looking out for the main character. He's kind of vulnerable too. You know, I don't know if Edward has ever... Has Edward ever cried? Can vampires cry? See, another thing we don't know. (laughs) Yeah. He just seems a little bit too stuck up. (laughs) 
I think Edward was like really weirdly possessive too of Bella. I wouldn't be happy if I found out my boyfriend just spent eight hours of my sleep time watching me sleep. I wouldn't enjoy that. Oh, that's right. He can't sleep. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And instead of, I don't know, like knitting or (laughs) something else, like literally anything productive, he just watched me sleep. I'd be like, bro, you have an extra eight hours. Can you do something with the time? (laughs) True. I'm like thinking at least for good sleep through the night, at least. True, true. Now, as I'm older, I'm like, all of those pros or benefits of being a vampire are just really weird. They're not anything I want. Oh, and Edward can read your mind. Oh. That'd be so annoying. I'd always be constantly thinking, like, stupid bitch, like, in my head, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Like, get out of my thoughts. (laughs) I mean, the thing with Bella, though, is that he doesn't, he can't read her mind. So I guess. But I'm not Bella, right? No, that's true. This is just as is. The Mm -hmm. person as, the character as is. Yeah. So it's like he could read my mind and then I'd hate that. Yeah. The last book that didn't get turned into a movie for Divergent, uh, spoiler, the main character dies. The female character dies. And he kind of honors her, I think, at the end. So I feel like at least he would mourn for me, you know, like if I was. She dies? Yeah, she dies. In the last book she like saves her brother and then her brother lives and then four is like left alone i think i don't know he seems more like in touch with his feelings and edward just seems like a statue sometimes yeah even when she said the scene where bella's like oh i'm pregnant he just kind of like stares blankly at her he doesn't even say like congrats like <laughs> because he's like how to get that baby out of her right now and you're just like bro that's weird. That's a weird thought to have, right? Or he's, or is yeah, he immediately yeah, he's like, just like, does he ask to turn her into a vampire immediately? Oh my gosh, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure he wanted her to get an abortion. Yeah, but like, you can't go to the clinic for that fucking thing. Like, hello, I'd like to abort a yeah. baby vampire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now that I'm thinking about it, he was actually not a very good male lead no that's why i really questioned the taste of my younger self i'm like what was wrong with me like yeah why did i like this i was a f- weirdo that is a good question it was probably just a novelty of it all like oh my god vampires can be sparkly <laughs> yeah i guess but now i think about it i'm like what a horrendous impediment to your life like just forever <laughs> sparkling outside <laughs> True, true. So, what are you watching this week? So, this week we are doing part two of True Beauty. So, if you didn't know, we did a part one in episode two, where we kind of just gave our initial thoughts about the drama. But as we kept watching, we always wanted to finish up and kind of explore the rest of the series because it was so good. And I think we have very differing views on on our faves so it'll be interesting for us to duke it out i started watching again from episode seven to the end when did you pick up i stopped at episode five and then i picked it up like maybe a week or so ago and then i just ended up binge watching probably like the last 
eight episodes in the last two days, <laughs> which is a lot. I basically skipped work to finish this drama. <laughs> yeah, today is Tuesday, and you basically spent all of today texting me about how you're watching this drama. <laughs> yeah, it was that good. Couldn't put it down. It was one of those binge drama moments where... I couldn't think about anything else, including work, except for this. And so I was just like, screw it. I need to finish watching this. My boss is out of the office today. So I was like, oh, thank God. I'm going to, I'm going to finish watching this. Yeah, I thought it was so good. Like it just kept getting better and better. Okay, I would say the last episode is probably the worst episode, but it's just because it was tied up all the ends like loose ends and then have a happy ending and so I expected it but yeah I I had never felt this way about a k-drama in like the last year okay last year what about crash landing on you that was good but it wasn't like I need to watch the next one it didn't ignite your teenage fantasies I think (laughs) (laughs) thank you thanks you know I was thinking while I was watching this that you know how you said you had a very like naive perception about dating in korea i think this show perfectly encapsulates your perception of dating in korea when they're just starting to date and they go on that beach trip i was like that's probably your (laughs) ideal date you probably watched that and died inside yeah i was like oh my gosh they like go to the beach i think it looked like busan but i don't know but i was just like oh my gosh next time we go to korea we have to do this exact same thing i will sit on the swing (laughs) and you will push me on the swing why do I have to be the man? <laughs> oh gosh, and then like they walk on the bridge and oh, it's just so romantic and yeah, it's a naive understanding of dating in Korea, but it's just so fairy tale like romance that it made me so yeah. happy about it. I know, the way you're smiling right now is like you're being transported back <laughs> to being 16, I think. Okay, but even though it's a high school drama, they like grew up at the end. I didn't have to feel like I was in high school to want to watch the rest of the story. Like it seems trivial because it's high school drama, but it feels realistic at the same time. Just like the relationships. the They were good relationships. Like I liked how it all developed, but... I don't know. How fast do you want to move this? Should we get into the meat of the discussion? Yeah, go for it. Suho versus Seojun. Yeah, I'm team second lead. I have second lead syndrome. He does so much for her in the second half of the drama. It's like absolutely crazy. And she just smacks him away like a fly. And she's just like, (laughs) get out of here. And I'm like, are you crazy, girlfriend? Are you crazy? First of all, Suho left her for two years and they broke up because he didn't want to be on the phone with her i think (laughs) no well he's just like oh i didn't want you to wait but then when he came back he obviously thought she was waiting (laughs) true he was ready to pick up where things left off he was like let's just start dating again and she's like what the fuck you didn't talk to me for two years and he's like i didn't want you to wait then why are you asking her to wait bro just didn't make any sense to me and in that two years, <laughs> your face your face looks unimpressed yeah. with my points. <laughs> but in those two years, Sojun does so much for her. He cheers her up. He tries to be more manly in front of her. And she just is not receptive. And I'm like, that's crazy. I think realistically, within two years, I would get over my high school boyfriend and start 
dating the other hot guy I knew from high school. Okay, that's like a realistic point of view. But anyways. But okay, even if I think about the realm of the drama worlds that we're in, she met Suho. Like, she finds out that he's basically her childhood friend. So they've had a really, really long relationship already. And he also saved her from killing herself. And he's the one who knew all about her bare face. The value of that added up. And it's not so much like, oh, just because he left, I'm going to get over him. It's more like, oh, I just can't stop thinking about him because what he gave me was so valuable. Yeah, but the second lead, he also finds out about her bare face. And it's kind of abrupt, but he doesn't even diss her at all. He also does it in a really hot way where he's like, I don't care. She looks good in that picture, too. And I'm like, (gasps) I love that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm Team Suho all the way. You didn't swoon at that. I I did. Okay, I will say the second lead syndrome in this drama is really good compared to other second lead syndromes I've seen. Yeah, he's very swoon worthy. Like he did a lot of things for her, but he wasn't like I didn't feel that connection. It was so obvious that she felt so platonic to him, and it was very one sided. It was more like, I feel bad for him because he feels this way, rather than like, oh, she needs to be with this guy. Like, oh, it'd be, it's very swoon-worthy that he's doing all those things, but we know she's going to end up with Suho. Let's just be real. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I also wanted to say I really like Sojin's style. His mm. overall fashion style, I'm like, oh my god. If you met someone like that in real life, you'd be like, Dude, you're like the hottest guy ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like his fashion was so good. Yeah. Okay, it's my style. I guess so. I really like Suho's style, but I'm just biased, I think. You always do prefer, I think, a more clean cut Mm kind of guy, I think, in comparison to me. And it makes no sense because earlier in the episode, you said you wanted to date a Slytherin, but that's clearly (laughs) not the case. (laughs) Well, Gryffindors don't dress well. I mean, have you seen Harry, Harry's wardrobe? <laughs> no, I mean, you always gravitate towards the main character who has Gryffindor personality traits. Eh, I mean, does it mean that they dress well? <laughs> like, does it mean that they dress okay, clean? Okay, okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I definitely like Suo's style. Way better. Sorry way better are you for real Mm -hmm. you crazy i guess we disagree on (laughs) fundamentally the whole thing yep what were you gonna say nothing i don't know i forgot i'm just so shocked that you don't find his style hot he's hot like the earrings and the mullet hair like he does pull it off and i thought the scene where he is doing the modeling and then he does the modeling with her was very swoon worthy Mm -hmm. because he like leans in close right and then she's just like (gasps) oh I thought that was very soon-worthy, but it wasn't like... That's not my style, you know? I like guys who are... Like, I liked Suho's shoes way better. And he wore, just wears, like... His shoes? Like, okay. Yeah, okay. Don't you remember the scene where her brother is looking down at his shoes? And then Suho's like, oh, you want my shoes? Yeah. He just has, like, high school clean-cut boy look. So boring. And I guess that's so my style. Boring. Okay, I also wanted to ask, how did you feel on that camp trip episode where all Suho does is stare at Jukyung? I'm like, bro, you need to act or you need to stop the staring. Staring this much is not cool. 
I mean, I didn't think much of it. I just thought he was like really obsessed with her. And then the later episode where he's like, they announced their relationship and then he's being super clingy. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. And then I was thinking, oh, I would love for him to be clingy to me. Like Uh, (laughs) 100%. I'm okay with a clingy boyfriend like that. I'm so opposite. I'm like, that actually was a turn off (laughs) to me. And then when he was saying like, you need to break up with, or you need to stop being friends with all of your guy friends. And she's like, why? I'm like, yeah, why? Like, you don't get to control her life like that. Yeah, I just found him really possessive. And that's not really my style. He was kind of going nuts because of the no relationship thing. Like he was already insecure. But I'm talking about the time where like, after she comes back to school after the scandal, and then she's like, my boyfriend is Yusuo. And then they end school. And then she decides to hang out with Sua. And then he goes to his place, and then those two guys follow him from class. And then I thought that was, I don't know, I just thought it was very cute. Like, they made it very humorous, even though I guess realistically, maybe you wouldn't want that. But I thought it was cute because he just wanted, like, to have a date with her. Like, he wanted to do things that couples do, and she was just like, oh, like, my friend likes me again, like, we're gonna hang out. Yeah, that part was cute, (laughs) but I still prefer Sojun. So yeah, he was really nice in the camp episode. I remember like she was crying. She's like, oh, I like him so much. And then he like, why are you crying? And he's like wiping her tears away. I know. But I mean, with everything that went on with Sujin, I'm really glad that Suho didn't end up one of those male leads that would constantly be in misunderstandings. Like it was solely because she was being manipulative rather than like misunderstandings overlapping each other again and again. Yeah. I found his reaction during the reveal and the incident a little lackluster, though. To me, that wasn't spoonworthy. How basically he doesn't try to get Sujin to take down the post and stuff like that. I'm like, shouldn't the main lead do that? Like, I thought, like, if I were in that situation, I would appreciate more actions against the bully instead of just like trying to comfort me. Like, I'll comfort myself, but I would appreciate more. Like, isn't that a main lead job to, you know, confront the bully right there and then? But, like, he doesn't even do that, which I think is, like, a point against him. Oh. What? Am I wrong? I'm so sad. (laughs) Yeah, see? No, I, I can see why you would think that. But I also think maybe it was just too much of a big deal. Like, he really was searching for her. He wanted to be comforting her that entire time. And maybe that over getting revenge... It's like making sure she's okay. And then it just so happened that Sojun like picked up the slack on that, basically. And he just has more like sway with the kids, you know? He's like, tell me who it is. And then he also has like his best friend is is like the webmaster <laughs> yeah. finder. So um, yeah, but I don't know. So I just find him more useful in the whole thing. It's more my style of how to deal with stuff. I'm sure a lot of people would agree with you. He did more things Mm -hmm. for her. But I think Suho was the main lead because of the experiences he had with her and like the communication and the things that they shared together rather than like acts of service. (laughs) I see. No, I'm just thinking in like love language terms. Okay. What what's next on your list? You keep it moving. So I had never read the webtoon before. Or seen the webtoon. Did you know that there was going to be a time skip? I did not. And I did not approve of the time skip. 
I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why not? It's just like, dude, this comes out of nowhere, like in the second last episode or last episode. It just felt pretty rushed. I mean, anytime there's a time skip, it's kind of like unfulfilling, in my personal opinion, with K-dramas. So I was kind of like, meh. I was a little lukewarm on it, especially because it's a two-year time skip. And actually, it doesn't seem like that much changed. Like, they all still hang out together. Yeah. The only difference is now that they have jobs. That's pretty much it. So I was kind of yeah. like, what's the point of this time skip? Yeah, I found it a little unrealistic that their high school friends would like still hang out together, even though they're all supposed to be in college now and have internships or whatnot. But I did like the fact that we could see into Ju Kyung's work life and like how she went forward with the cosmetology school because mm-hmm. that was that whole thing with her mom her mom really disapproved of that but then got her classes and is paying for her stuff now to learn cosmetology so i really appreciated that the time skip let us see like how she moved forward yeah, with that's that cute. yeah i guess same with sojun like oh yeah he ended up being a singer but they skipped out on suho's story it was just like two years of him taking care of his dad mm-hmm. i guess and so we never got to see like if he grew or like what hardships he did or yeah what happened in between that time and when he comes back it's just like oh okay well now I can get started with my music career as because my dad is awake now and so it just felt like awkward mm-hmm. I would agree with that that's why I it just kind of feels like unnecessary because they all just pick up exactly where they left off if you know what I mean like even though you see progress in Ju Kyung's career and Sojin like it's not that much mm-hmm. <laughs> could probably be accomplished in a shorter time skip if i'm being honest i wonder if they also wanted to have it be okay that they were drinking now because like in high school you can't drink but then like when the time skip happens it's like it goes directly to like a drinking party like at a Maybe. restaurant alcohol moves the plot forward i suppose yeah <laughs> no it really does in like k-dramas the piggybacking and like the drunk singing and and then he has to take care of her because she's too drunk it made me think like oh they just did it so that they could have drinking scenes which is fine i'm totally okay with it yeah you drinker (laughs) what was your uh favorite scene can you think of one scene that stood out to you well because i'm team second lead i really liked that monologue he did at the dinner where he's just like can i just take you out on three dates I want you to see me like a man. I was like, oh my God. And she was like blank face, stone cold. And I was like, who is this? Like, I would totally be like, what? I would be blushing. I think I'm blushing just imagining that it's me. <laughs> and then so I thought that was like a really good scene. And I was like, dude, second lead rarely gets to stake their claim like this. Straight out, confess, okay, please see me like a man have a romantic interest in me you don't get something so satisfying usually for the second lead and i guess that made the closure more bittersweet but he's a bro and he's he's just the best he takes it like a man he takes it on the chin and he just deals with it and i think that's the best thing about him like he's been so straightforward the whole time true and it was really sweet how he was thinking to ask suho for his Mm -hmm. permission to confess to her like i will say that was considerate of him i think the bromance got way better like as the episodes progressed and i was like very happy (laughs) about that because in the beginning it's like they were really at at odds and 
didn't like each other at all. And I'm super glad we got to find out the Seon story. And then at the end, it, it's kind of like full circle because he's the one singing, like Sojin is the one singing their song. Um, so I thought that story played out very nice. I thought the dad story did not play out very well. <laughs> Where he's just like brain dead. And then he's just yeah. like, oh, I didn't know this director was doing all this. Like, how did you not know? Yeah, how did you not know? I know they had gave us flashbacks like, oh, the dad is telling the guy like, oh, just do whatever you want to like not have the scandal come out about me. But it was just so like, I don't know. But in terms of K-dramas and like how they usually handled that, I was like, okay, I'll take it. It's not that bad, the dad story. But it did feel like one of those more unfinished things. It just felt like a plot device, like nothing really happened with his dad. And so I think I have to change my um, my answer about the shoot bang Mary in episode two for this drama. I told you, you need to kill him. Yeah, so I think I would kill him now and I'd be okay with banging the manga store owner. And I think it's because the manga store owner, there's like a scene in the last episode where he's like getting a massage not that it made me like more into him, <laughs> but it made me an think, awkward thing to bring up. <laughs> but it made me think, okay, he seems fine. He seems like a nice guy. And so I think I'm okay killing Suho's dad now, even though he kind of redeems himself. But I mean, he's also kind of like brain dead and then he comes back from brain deadness. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, see, Manga Store Owner is nice. And you're right. Like, there is no good conclusion as to. You know, Suho's original trauma is watching his dad cheat on his mom while Mm -hmm. his mom died that Mm -hmm. same night. So there's no, like, conclusion to that. And I think that's kind of whack. Yeah. You just forgive your dad. Well, okay, I guess, you know, it's still your dad. But they never address that again, even though that was a huge pain point for Suho. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like, well, fuck it. I mean, your best friend died and your dad cheated on your mom the night she passed away. But it's cool. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. They could have made that a little bit better. But all things considered, it was, I could look past those to like watch the humorous scenes and the the romance scenes. I was going to say my favorite scene was the hospital scene. The one where she gets her hair stuck in his button. And then she has to, like, hide under the covers with him. And then, like, all their friends come over. And then <laughs> I think my favorite part of this scene is that Hangyu, I think, the classmate with the glasses who's really tall. And he's like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. And then he like he's like, oh, can I get you some water? And then he, like, hits the aloe plant that Sujin gave him. And then he, mm-hmm. like, breaks the plant. <laughs> and he's, like, just holding That's up. That's your favorite part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so random. I don't know. I just, I laughed really hard. And I was like, this is so enjoyable. (laughs) I think you just miss having friends. (laughs) I mean, it's true. The last human contact I really had was with that utility guy. Oh my God. I cannot hear about him again. So at the end of every episode, we do an innocent game of shoot, bang, or marry. We each have three picks for each other, and we're seeing them for the first time. The picks that Sam has for me are Jukyung's sister, Sua, and then yeah. Selena, the 
makeup artist. Yeah, I just thought I'd pick girls again this time because all the boys, <laughs> in comparison to the main lead boys, are just blah. Like, they're not that fun to play with. <laughs> and, yeah, so. True. I think I'd shoot Selena because we don't really know that much about her other other than she's a straightforward kind of mean girl but she's also helps Ju Kyung in her journey as a makeup artist but she doesn't really serve any purpose like other than mm-hmm. that so I don't really know anything about her so I would shoot her I would marry Ju Kyung's sister because she's just cool like <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about that how they how funny it was that they made her quote-unquote the manly character yeah and she was so awesome yeah. she was cool yeah she's really cool in the drama yeah, like I really loved that scene where Suho gives her a wedding gift and she opens it and it's like mechanical tools and she's like, oh yeah, <laughs> she's like super happy about mm-hmm. it. I thought that was really cute. And yeah, just how she like corners the guy, which as the show went on, I was like, man, I would not date this guy. <laughs> like, I think he was the choice in our shoot bang yeah. Mary before. Yeah. And maybe I would change it now because he becomes like her what is it her melon or whatever she calls him grapefruit grapefruit yeah and then i would i guess i would have to bang sua yeah that's fine this is not a good one i don't really have anything to say about that yeah Yeah. this is not a very good one because i choose the exact same i think selena's cool i mean at least you know she's like successful and rich and she could do your makeup true so maybe actually i would marry selena because she's like a boss lady and she also exudes some masculine energy, similar to Ju Kyung's mm-hmm. sister, because she is in charge of her own brand, and she seems very decisive about it. She's not afraid mm-hmm. to like lose celebrity clients that are annoying and jerkish. So that makes me like her more. So maybe I'd marry her. Then I'd bang Ju Kyung's sister. Yeah, she'd probably just take charge or something. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess just have to shoot Sua. Even though I did appreciate that Sua never got mad at Ju Kyung for being ugly. I guess that's at least the best part about her character. Mm-hmm. She did not get upset that she was ugly. Yeah. But I also thought it was kind of weird when it first happened why she was so shocked. I mean, I guess I could understand that. or Because she was acting like she was betrayed. When it wasn't even, like, a real betrayal. Yeah, because she, she just says, like, how come you told Sujin, not me? I think that's why. That's why three best friends never work out. Oh. <laughs> that's just, you got to have two and two. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Like, oh, why did Sujin find out before me? Like, you didn't feel comfortable enough to tell me. Yeah, I think that's why she was mad. Not really that she's she's just, like... I thought we were really close. I considered you my best friend, but you only told Sujin. And Sujin ended up betraying mm. you and being, like, fucking crazy, so. Yeah. True. Okay. Okay, she's okay in my book, then. Okay. Should I introduce yours? Sure. Okay. The shooting or Mary choices that I just opened the email that Chris sent me are <laughs> Ju Kyung's dad, the... Classmate uh-huh. with the glasses. What was his name again? I think it's Hun Kyu. And you also chose Sua. This is really funny. I don't know what to do. I think I'd shoot. <laughs> okay, so I'd marry Sua. Because. Oh, really? Yeah, she is nice and she was supportive. And out of these choices, I like her the best. 
I would, oh, this is so hard. I would kill Ju Kyung's dad because I don't want to get in between him and his <laughs> wife. You know what I mean? Like, clearly she's tiger mom. She might come after me. I don't want no part in that drama. And then I guess I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I guess I would bang, what's his name? Han Gyu? It's Hyun Gyu, sorry. Hyun Gyu, yeah. I mean, he was okay. He was at least funny and... All I can really remember is that scene where the girl in the camp thing goes like, your hair smells really bad. So I just keep thinking about (laughs) how his hair would smell bad. But, you know, it's one night and I don't want to get involved in an extramarital affair with Ju Kyung's dad. So there we go. I see. I see. Oh, I think I would choose very differently than you. I would marry Hyun Gyu because, number one, he's tall. Because you laughed at the aloe thing? Yeah, because of the aloe thing. Number two, he becomes nicer and he he gets a better wardrobe, like, towards the end. And then I would... Yeah, I guess I would shoot Ju Kyung's dad. And then I would bang Sua. So you'd shoot Ju Kyung's dad because you also don't want to be in that drama? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, not the fact that he's, like has a wife or okay yeah that is an important fact but he has that whole like debt collector thing that just seems like to be a lot of trouble for everyone involved and so i would rather just not be in the middle of it and he's like really soft so maybe he would make a good husband actually because he's like really nice to his daughters yeah he is a good caretaker and i mean he does do the cooking and stuff like that Mm -hmm. in certain scenes so yeah, he'd probably be a good husband. So do you change your answer? Yeah, and then I would... <laughs> no, no. I would I would still shoot him. I'll, I'll still marry uh, Yunkyu. And then bang Sua. Wow, he really left an impression on you. Yeah. There's a really terrible picture of Sua right here. She's like crying really ugly on this screenshot. I know. You didn't pick it very well, but it's okay. I didn't. We'll just wrap up with saying really good drama. It took us forever to finish. I don't even know why. Probably because we were watching like Space Sweepers and (laughs) Bridgerton. (laughs) Bridgerton. (laughs) And all this other stuff. But glad we finally finished it. There's, I feel like. Yeah, me too. I feel like I could talk about the second lead for like an hour more. But we'll just leave it at that. How I just think he's better. Uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'll just like side-eye you and be like, no, like the male lead is so much better. Also, it's like, I have to point out, Chanu's face is just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful to look at. Which, by the way, you should watch my ID is Gangnam Beauty. Because his face is beautiful there too. But in this drama, okay, so you showed me that clip of him having like some steering contest with some lady in red velvet. And in that... Mm-hmm. I can see how good looking he is, but it's like in the whole drama, they make him very straight faced and he doesn't really smile that much, but his like charm is when he smiles. So it's exactly, yeah, but I, I need to see more of it to be swayed. Otherwise I'm just like, whatever. What? You know? Okay. All right. I think okay. we have to end it okay. here before we have a real argument. Are you going <laughs> to finally swear at me all because of this? <laughs> Yeah, this is the reason why I'll finally say the F word. <laughs> you didn't even say it. You didn't even say the word. 
<laughs> All right, let's wrap it okay. up here. That's all for this week's episode. Feel free to email us at projectbcfpodcast at gmail.com if you have a suggestion for an interesting show that we should talk about or an interesting this or that question. You can also DM us on Instagram and Twitter at Project BCF. See you next time. Bye. Bye.